This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is day one of Wayne Dyer Week. Today, I'm going to share with you why having a mind that is open to everything and is attached to nothing will change the trajectory of where you're going. So in full transparency, I'm in the office. Go figure, right? I'm recording a podcast. Of course I would be. But I have a book in my hand. And I have not done a book review in quite some time. Instead of doing a review on what I've been reading, I felt like it's there's enough quality and impactful material in this book that I'm going to break it into 10 days of consistent content. I've shared with you... In, in past episodes, right, the kind of the synchronistic events that had to take place for me to reframe what it meant for my dog Zeus to die, right, for us to put him down. And Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, The Power of Intention, and how that plays a role. Then the drive down to Nashville to see a good friend of mine, Mark, who was in town for an event. And as I'm driving down, I'm listening to Tony Robbins an old seat, you know, literally a CD, an old CD of his, where he's interviewing Dr. Wayne Dyer and Wayne Dyer's place in Hawaii. And then I get home and like, I'm all of a sudden his books just keep speaking to me from my bookshelf. Now they're not in order, right? I'm certainly not alphabetical in my arrangement of my bookshelf, but I stand in front of my red light most mornings. I'm not going to say every morning because it's certainly not, but more mornings than not, I'm standing in front of my red light and I look over and my bookshelf is there. And as a book speaks to me, I walk over, I grab it, and I stand in front of the red light, and I read it. It just so happens that for the past two or three weeks, it's just been Wayne Dyer's material. And he's got a book called The Ten Secrets for Success and Inner Peace. Very, very simple read. Very direct, very impactful. And in this book, the first secret is to have a mind that is open to everything and attached to nothing. Which sounds so easy. Right? Like just to be open. Be open to what could be. But in order for it to be open to what could be, you would then, of course, have to be attached to nothing. You'd have to understand that you are everything. Which is interesting in its own capacity. Right? Because think about the way that our brains are wired to put us into boxes. We, we inherently, in my opinion, we love definitions. They make us feel safe. Right? When we can't describe something, when we can't understand something, when we can't define something, if you're like me, it makes us feel a certain sort of way really in our soul. I mean, think about it. Even if I say something to you about Bigfoot or aliens or ghosts, each one of those elicits some sort of emotional response from you based off of either our lack of understanding, the lack of it potentially being true, the lack of true definition to it, right? Because we can't fully understand what those things could mean unless you decided to define it as to be not true, right? But even by the nature of that conversation, you have defined something. And the definition then makes you feel safe. If you just say, oh, that's crazy, right? None of that's true. 
There are no aliens. There are no ghosts. There are no Bigfoots or feet, whatever they are, running around. Cool. I support you. Then there's not. But you had to define it. And so as I have went down this personal growth and exploratory path of deciding what serves me, I have made a conscientious focus to eliminate as many definitions as I possibly can. Now, certainly, there are some that we can just accept to maybe be true. Man and woman, right? Now, we could get into the whole conversation of gender fluidity and what that means. I don't have any intimate understanding or experience with that. But that's a conversation that certainly could come up. But I'll say across the board, you know, men and women, light and dark, there are some things that we can just kind of roughly roughly say. Those are, those are definitions of things that are opposites but make us feel safe. But in my ability to start to reframe what is possible for myself, I have found that, you know, if I look at my own definitions, I had defined myself as a bodybuilder, quote unquote. Well, if I remove that definition and say, well, what is possible, right? What, what could I ultimately be? What, what else could I be open to? What if that was no longer what I had to use to define myself? What would I get into? Well, then, of course, I grab onto the next attachment, which is I must try to box. And then from boxing becomes an Iron Man. And then from an Iron Man will come something else. But all these things are because I'm now open to more ideas. I would have also defined myself as a cheater. Someone that was truly incapable of remaining faithful. Now, certainly, the argument could be had that because I was unfaithful when I met my wife that I have cheated in this relationship. I own that, and I'm never going to run from my past. But if I look at the facts now, I don't care what you would try to do to me. I don't care what you would try to offer me. I don't care what thing you could send my way. That would just never be possible. That definition no longer has to be because I became open to what could be. I had to eventually start to become open to everything and attached to none of the definitions that I used to use to define myself. What becomes interesting about that very conversation is the fact that if you can start to consider this as a possibility for yourself, you become less pessimistic. I mean, think about it. If you're open to anything, then... Anything would be possible. It's when you put limits and definitions and boundaries on things that you have to become pessimistic. You have to say, well, that just couldn't be. But think about something simple like the tiny green sprout that emerges from a seed. It just eventually grows up through the dirt. Nobody tells it it can't do it. It just slowly grows and grows and grows until it gets to the point that it becomes whatever plant it's supposed to become. It's very interesting when you eliminate the necessity for definitions, how quickly the dominoes begin to fall and the pessimism that you might have experienced no longer has place in your mind. 
know, let's even think for a moment, if you will, about what we know to be our galaxy, right? All the planets that exist. There are literally billions and billions of planets, stars, objects in just our galaxy. Now, from what we can currently measure and define, there are almost an uncountable number of galaxies out there above and beyond the galaxy that I just mentioned. Think about that incomprehensible vastness that really exists. I mean, close your eyes for just a moment and think about what I just said, right? We, we have trouble quantifying what it takes to get to the moon or Mars. Then we can conceptually understand the number of planets in our solar system. The majority of us were taught that in, in school. But then all of a sudden when we look at the Milky Way galaxy and the total number of stars, constellations, other planets that exist just in our galaxy, we have no way to understand what that number is. It's like, snap, all the definitions go out the window. Take that by the number of other galaxies that exist above and beyond just the Milky Way galaxy, and there has to be a limitless number possible. So how could you be pessimistic about what's possible when we can't even define and understand the overall ecosystem of where and how we live? We can define it in the microcosm that is Earth, but not in the, the macrocosm that ends up being the Milky Way galaxy or all the galaxies in totality. So I'm going to encourage you to resist being pessimistic because to be pessimistic puts limits on what is possible and we are truly limitless individuals. I mean, think about it. I'm 35 years old. If you would have told me in 1990 that I'd be holding a phone in my hand that allows me to access the internet, which would not have really been well, widely known then, to real-time communicate with people all over the world on a number of different platforms, it would be completely incomprehensible. But yet from our current presence of reality, it's already there. But it took that spark of open-mindedness to say what is possible to bring it into our forefront so that we could begin to use it. It's going to take you to keep your mind open to what is possible in order to achieve the level of greatness that you're actually destined to achieve. It's when you use words like, I can't, I'm not deserving, I shouldn't, that those self-imposed limits truly put a ceiling on your production. So if you pivot from that and you start to really adopt what I'll call a miracle mindset, that miracle mindset would be eliminating the low expectations about what you're capable of creating. It changes the trajectory of your life. I mean, someone like a Dr. Joe Dispenza, right? It's interesting how all these pieces go together in my life. Dr. Joe Dispenza's story, and I might be butchering pieces in parts, but if you don't know him, I heavily encourage you 
to pick up becoming supernatural or evolving the brain or something placebo, the placebo effect perhaps. He's got an infinite amount of resources and things that he's written, but Dr. Joe Dispenza, highest level, the way that I recall his story, suffered an accident riding his bike, right, a pedal bike, was given a very grim diagnosis and prognosis on the backside of this accident, was told he was not going to be able to walk without some sort of very advanced spinal fusion surgery with a very low success rate. Well, he decided to opt out of that, sat in a hotel, or not hotel, sat in a, a hospital bed for two months, and in that amount of time, with the power of his mind, no other explanation for it, he began to heal his body to the point he was able to walk. There were no shots he took. There were no medicine that he was given. There was no surgery he's had. He simply reframed what was possible. And you think about that. Think about that just for a moment. If he can do that, you can do literally anything that you set your mind to. Now, we can get into epigenetics and what that means and the stories that we tell ourselves. And I believe that's so much of what this ends up being, right? My personal development path and also what I lean into clients to do. Certainly, we get tactical on the business side of things. It's fun, right? Marketing, sales, automation, business. We get tactical on the fact of how to put together a relationship. Perhaps even how to put together our body. But the biggest thing we start by doing is rewiring the old stories that you've told yourself. We look at the things that you're doing in the present day moment and where those belief systems and patterns were derived from. Once we're finally able to come close to the first times you remember having those thoughts and we begin to reframe them and you begin to feel different in the present day moment it shows you what is possible because more than likely for 25, 35, 45 years you've been running the same pattern and all of a sudden when you're made aware of it and you can reframe it and find purpose, power and production through it you start to realize that your mind is a trickster. And when you can reframe the tricks that your mind plays, why not use it and use yourself to trick it into endless abundance? There would be no reason. So when you itemize it down, like when you really water it down or get to the, the, the brass tacks of it, what you think about expands. Or as a man thinketh, so he is. If your thoughts, as you are listening to this, are filled with doubt, ridicule, shame, the negative emotional cues, you're going to bring in more of that. You're going to act on a daily basis with those closed-minded doubts, and you're going to see evidence of that in your thinking virtually everywhere. If you don't believe me, I have a challenge for you. Think about a white Ford pickup truck. Right now, close your eyes just for a moment. Visualize what a white 
Ford pickup truck looks like. Visualize the last time you remember seeing one. Maybe you owned one or drove one or sat passenger in the seat. Maybe you saw it as a work truck that someone was driving around. Maybe it was at your local supermarket. Either way, focus your mind on that white Ford pickup truck. Accept it for just a moment. As you accept it into your subconscious, as you visualize what that is, what I can guarantee you is, over the next two or three days, you're going to notice infinitely more white Ford pickup trucks driving around. You're going to become painfully aware of just how many there are. You're going to start to scratch your head like, how did Ryan do this? Did he come to my town? Did he plant them in my, in my realm of understanding? I challenge you to consider the answer is no. You just became more aware of what was possible and what was actually going on all around you. Which that same thing can pertain to the fact of allowing yourself to consider what is actually possible for you, and that is everything. If you have that mind that's open to everything, then you start acting upon your internal energy and you'll be the creator, or as I refer to it, the orchestrator of your life instead of the observer. From that place, you get to be the recipient or the creator of all the miracles that you have ever wanted. But what happens for most of us is we allow things that have happened in our past to define the vision of the future that we wish to create. I will also challenge you to stop that right now. If you have made a bad decision, if you have lied before, if you've been cheated on, if you failed a business or not gotten the job you want, it doesn't mean you can't have exactly what you want tomorrow. And that comes from being open to everything. And everything really means just that. Everything in life. Be open to every possibility. You have to let go of your attachments that you've been trained to believe, which then makes your mind open to all possibilities. Because if you believe something to be possible or you believe something to be impossible, you're going to be right either way. Why not lean into infinite possibility. It's amazing what starts to happen. I am 100% convinced with every fiber of who I am that 10 years from now, the impact that this show, my teaching, my studying, the connections and friendships and coworkers that I have will impact 125 million people's lives. I can see it. I know the outfit that I wear from stage and the book that I hold in my hand when I'm speaking. I know the stories that get told as I progress down the path. Now, if I look back at my life, it would be an opposite story. Eventually, I'll get bored of this. I'll fizzle out. I'll stop focusing going forward because I'm looking at the past versus looking at the possibility and the possibility is the only thing that matters to me. But that's because I've had to release my attachments. I had to release my attachment to what is possible and unpossible. I would challenge you to consider that your attachments are the source of all of your problems. 
your attachment to the need to be right, to possess someone or something, your attachment to win at all costs are all attachments that are limiting you. An open mind would actually resist these very attachments and consequently experience inner peace. But in order to release those attachments, as I know you might be questioning right now, how do I pull that off? You'd have to make a shift in how you view yourself. If your primary identification is with your body and your possessions, then your ego becomes the dominant force in your life. Through a series of studying or training or evaluations or any number of steps, if you can tame your ego sufficiently, you begin to call upon your spirit to help guide you in life. Here on the show, you might have heard me refer to it as the voice. It could be God to you. It could be your heart, your gut, your soul, the universe. I don't care who it is, but you're going to have to eventually consider releasing to that. And as that level, a spiritual guiding force embodies you and you become that quote unquote spiritual being, you can begin to really witness your existence. You can observe your body because at that point, nothing can make you happy or successful because it's found from within because you're the creator. These inner constructs are what create the outward possibility that arrives in your life. So I want to leave you with one final point from this first day of Wayne Dyer's teachings. Suppose you had a choice between two magic wands. One day you could wave and have any physical thing you desire, simply by moving it around. One B, if you wave that, you could have a sense of peace that encompassed the rest of your life regardless of what circumstances arise. Out of those two choices, which one would you pick? A guarantee of stuff or inner peace that you get to embody for the rest of your life. If you get to the point where you embody and would opt for choice B, I'll have you consider something. You already own that wand. That wand is you. You simply have to have a mind that is open to everything and attached to nothing. Let it all come and go as it will. You'd have to be able to enjoy everything, but never make your happiness or success dependent on an attachment. When you can start to construct your life with that sort of manner, in that sort of manner, you'll find out that the day's coming You'll be able to get shit done.